can't ask Michael about his go-to. This is Work of the Beat. It is Friday, January 3rd, 2019. I'm Kevin Cooney along with Mike Kern. Glad you could join us on this before wildcard weekend edition of the show as we get you set for the four NFL games and specifically one uh, on Sunday at 440 when the Seahawks and the Eagles battle at Lincoln Financial Field with the right probably to go to San Francisco on the line unless you believe the Vikings can upset the Saints. We'll break down all four games later on, and we'll also have our guest tonight is Michael Barkham from 90, uh, from, I'm sorry, from NBC Sports Philadelphia. I used to use his old, I always say Comcast. I know. I, but I can't get it out of my. I was actually going to use his old radio station. Well, you could do which that he too. isn't there. <laughs> we should call him soon, by the way, because I think he's expecting our call. I am. So I'm just going to do a quick intro. How by you the doing? way, I'm hearing Super Bowl talk. Can people see this is what I hate about this town? It's okay to have hope. Okay? And I get it. And, and they did win a game last year with a different court. Whatever. They can win Sunday. Um, they could. I'm saying they can. They could. Maybe there maybe it'll be who knows. But really, like 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 we're they're, they're going to go to Frisco. And I'm not saying they can't. Look, n- nobody's unbeatable, I don't think. But really. Really, a team that's nine and seven with walking wounded all over the place. Hey, we're going to go to Lambo. I, I know they won at Lambo three months ago. I actually I, think that is possible if it happened, but it's not going to happen. I that they're going to go to Lambo. They could go to San Francisco and win because they're probably only going to be like a eight point underdog. I don't know, but please, please, please stop, stop. If, it, if it, you it took thought one that- week over the Giants, one win over the Giants. Well, four wins over the division. But, but the one win, when it was 17-17 on Sunday, do you think everybody, oh, no, 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 no. And then all of a sudden, and the Giants, you know, they, they fumbled the ball, the Eagles, I get it. It's wonderful. They did. It's a testament to Doug. They got to the playoffs. They beat four crummy teams. But that's what was in front of them. Yep. That's okay. They're, they're playing with me and you at wideout and, and every other position just about. But please, can we just... Like I, I, I get it. You you want to have, but man, come on, let's let's just be a like. Can we be a little realistic? You know, just you know, if this team got to the NFC title game, it would be a miracle. No Super Bowl. We don't go Super Bowl, and we'll beat the Chiefs or the Ravens once we come on. Please, it's if almost you- enough to make you just like. I I, I get the, the the last two postseasons. They made remarkable runs, a, a run for the ages two years ago with a different quarterback. And that doesn't mean that Carson can't do similar things in his career, even this year. But can't we just keep a little grip on things? Nah, we're Philadelphia. They beat the Bucs. The Sixers beat the Bucs on Christmas. Oh, my God. We're, we're, uh, we're the 70, we're, 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 the, we're, the, we're the Michael Jordan Bulls. Then they go lose three games. What's wrong with the Sixers? That's what's wrong with this town. And it just, the older I get, it just drives me more nuts. Did the Flyers win last night, by the way? They were uh, losing 4-2 after one. No, they lost 5-4. Okay. So they, 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 they go six, on their road trip. They and, had a 6-on-3 and couldn't score. 6-on-3? 
I mean, you're giving up like four goals in the first period every game on the road, except the one that they won. I was at Dayton LaSalle last night. Oh, that's right. Okay. How'd that go? I didn't. Uh, that was I'm assuming that the Dayton's won. The Dayton's yeah. won. Dayton's are pretty good, though. Dayton's are really good. Yeah. And you'll see Dayton again on Sunday, Sunday. right? Okay. And I can start writing that now. But, and, and I love the fact that people want to have hope. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying you should sit there and say, but can't we just be a little realistic? Winning one game yep. in this playoff would be. Tremendous. And yep. then you're playing with house money. Mm-hmm. Um, you probably don't win in Frisco. You probably don't win in Lambeau if that's the way. It tra- and I think it's going to be Frisco. But, okay, Minnesota could could pull an upset. Who knows? Um, and there's no shame in that. You, you know, maybe you play a really good game. And, and it gives Carson two playoff games. And that's great. And you move forward and you decide what to do. But, my God, you know, they beat the Bucks on Christmas and, and, you know, we're, we're the team. Okay, fine. You're the team. Then you lose to Orlando, you lose to Miami, and you lose to Indiana without Embiid, and you look fairly bad doing it. We're going to talk about them today, too, because I think Josh Richardson has a point. Remember how you were talking about we had to get to Michael? Let's get to Michael. Let's get to Michael. Back after this. Reach the sports fans of Philadelphia in a brand new way. This is Kevin Cooney. Each week, the Working to Be podcast with Mike Kern and I brings the hottest topics into this sports crazed town with the people and the events that shape the landscape. Now, your business could connect with those people by advertising on the Working to Be podcast. Join us at 267-546-7277 or email us at workingthebeat at gmail.com to find out how you can reach out to this growing audience. It's the best sports talk in Philadelphia, and you can be a part of it. That's 267-546-7277 or workinthebeat at gmail.com to join the Work in the Beat podcast family. And joining us now, a friend of Mr. Kearns, a friend of mine, somebody we've been trying to get on the show now, forever. You, you talk about we've had a lot of what you would call icons, kind of. Oh, like, this is this uh, isn't. No, 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 no. Michael, look, whatever <laughs> you think, it's Michael Barkan, by the way. Of, it is? of, of oh, Com, I see. I still say Comcast, but it's what, what's it now? C- NBC Sports Philadelphia. Okay. Thank you, Michael. You might not think this, but you're as recognizable as anybody in the last couple decades in this town. So yeah, you're you're kind of in that Angelo. Uh, who else do we have? Ray D. Ray um, Angelo. Um, there's well, been Merrill, other people. Well, yeah, we've we've had. Yeah, yeah. That, you're you're in that group. Like you What's know, that? I've been like a nightlight for all these years. <laughs> I just, just always do. What's the, what's the line showing up is half of it. Uh, and, um, you know, I, I, I try to show up, be of good humor, good cheer, but impart a little bit of knowledge if I can, and um, set up people like yourselves who know infinitely more than I do. Hey, Michael, uh, but, I always heard people will still come up to me and tell me they miss Daily News Live, and I do too. And t- to me, two things made Daily News Live, and we were on for longer than MASH, as Eddie Barkwitz always says. It was the per- <laughs> it was the personality of our guys in the Daily News sports staff, but it was the guy doing the orchestrating, which was you, and to have a different cast of characters every day. And we made mistakes. We didn't always, you know, but to me, that was one of the hardest and most underappreciated jobs in the world, and you did it pretty well. Well, I, I appreciate that, and, and it was great working with everybody from the Daily News staff and folks from other newspapers and organizations like yourself, Kevin. And, and that was one of the things that made it so enjoyable for me. It was a constant variety, and but yet a sameness that makes you look forward to. I knew I was going to see 
Kevin Cooney, if not once a week, close to it. I know yeah. I'm going to see Mike Kern one or two times a week. Same with Dick Girardi. And so, it, but but I'd also see Marcus. I also see Rich Hoffman. I'd also see, and and so there, it changed every day, but it was still the same group of guys. And so it was like being with your buddies, and and it was a it really was a, a special time. And I feel blessed that I was able to do it for for my goodness twenty years longer than Mash. <laughs> Eddie says we had a longer run than Mash. Yeah, so yeah, you know, <laughs> and we Absolutely. got to play. We got to play Olympic miniature golf. That, yeah, that me, was, you and that I. Was the pinnacle. That was the pinnacle. And you were beating me by two after two holes. By the way, people forget that, but I was starting to get scared. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you were getting scared. Are you kidding me, Michael? Uh, let me ask you about the Daily News Live thing before we get into the Eagles and everything this weekend. Yeah. Um, yes, sir. You used to be. When I would come on, you would always be a calm presence. I mean, you have people talking in your ear. You have Booney or Robbie Ellis or whatever, uh, depending on the whoever was host uh, producing at the time. And a lot of things could be going around, you know, videotape rolling, arguments going breaking on news. between pan- Yeah, breaking news. And you were always able to keep it calm. How, how, how do you learn doing that? I mean, for somebody who's trying to get into broadcasting now, how do you tr- how do you handle that when when like the world is going nuts around you? Yeah, and it was ninety minutes when yeah. we first started. Yeah, ninety minutes, <laughs> ninety minutes back in the day. Um, I think you learn it by one. You have to have the producer position is crucial. It really is. And you mentioned Robbie Ellis. I mean, that guy was the epitome of calm when it was just a storm of of chaos going on in the control room, and he would let me know only what I needed to know. And, and also it's just the ability to, to focus and knowing that you're on television and the viewer at home doesn't care what's going on in your ear, what's going on with the guys on the set, what's going on in the control room. All the viewer cares about is what kind of information and or entertainment I get, am I getting right now as I watch this program. And so, um, and the other thing was, Kevin, and it's a great question, really. The, the, the other thing is it's, like it's sports. And I know in Philadelphia, it is the lifeblood of our community. Right. I get that. But at the same time, it is sports. I mean, people for the most part are not dying. People are, I mean, yeah, we say we die when the teams lose or, or we, we go through a tough time. And that's absolutely true, but still it's, it's the fun and games department of life. And I always felt blessed to be able to do that. Um, uh, our, our good friend, uh, Howard Eskin likes to say, I never worked a day in my life. And I think that's a, that's important. It might be a bunch of BS, but the fact of the matter is, if you can say that about your occupation, that that you enjoy doing what you do, right. and you're able to make a living at it, then you're doing the right thing with your life. And I tell kids that too. You ask about kids getting into the business. I tell them that you know you better think about what you really want to do with your life. And look, I have, I have bad days like everybody else. You know, I don't want to go in today, or it's it's raining, and you, you get all depressed, or it's a Monday, or whatever. But by and large, you need to really enjoy what you're doing 90% of the time, 80% of the time. And and I was fortunate that I knew I loved sports. Um, we all wanted to be professional athletes when we were kids. I realized that that was not going to be a possibility in pretty short order when I was growing up. And I thought, I don't want to be a doctor or a lawyer or a professor. I, 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 want, to, I want to stay around sports. How can I do that? So, so, you know, you ask yourself the right, and that's the other thing. You ask yourself the right questions and you come up with the answers. And so, you know, what do you want to do? 
I want to stay around sports. Well, how are you going to do that? You got to go to communication school. How are you going to do that? Get your grades up. How are you going to, you know, all of it. And then it just, you boil it down to the, to the last principles that you have. And then you go, you go seek what your goal is. But so that's what I did. How much of it though? I mean, look, and you've worked a lot with panel shows. I mean, it's not like you've, you know, you've done some anchor desk, obviously, but I mean, yeah. you know, between post game, uh, you know, when you did DNL and, and, and PST, you know, you have other people sitting on the set and you also have to play traffic cop in a lot of ways. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. To pull a conversation. Like there are times I, I look, I, I'm not going to name names, but we've been on daily news. Or we were on the Philly sports talk set where you could tell a conversation was going down a road that maybe time them permit or whatever. And you were able to pull us back out into a normal like conversation. Yeah. Is that just feel? At a certain point, yeah, it's feel, and it's no, it's knowing. I mean, you're trying to get a feel for how, which is difficult to do, but you're trying to get a feel for how it's playing at home, and, and sometimes that's different than how you feel. Sometimes I thought, uh, I, I thought this is not going well, or this is really boring, or this is too over the top, and then I watched the videotape of it, and uh, videotape. I just dated us. Um, <laughs> but, uh, I, I watched CD. The CDR. Yeah, I watched the, I watched the recording, and and, and I thought, oh, you know what? It turned out better than I thought. Um, so it, it's it's the marriage of what your perception is and what the reality is, and and um, you know, part of that's just from doing it every single day and getting a sense of what's working and what's not working. And sometimes there's a time element. I mean, you're going off on a track where you know that you got, we got a 10 minute segment with Kevin Cooney and Mike Kern, and we got to talk about X, Y, or Z. And we're talking about R you got to get off that and, and you can let it go for a little bit, but then you, why, why are they there to talk about the Eagles or the Phillies or the, or, or whatever it might be. Right. And that, that's what they're there for. So you got to get it back on track like anything else, you know, Michael, I'll bet you so, the days when you saw Michael Jack was going to be on the show, you didn't want to work that day. You always <laughs> wanted to work. Are you kidding me? Always do, wanted to do, work that do you day. remember? It's when funny. You and Girardi, remember when you, you, in the, in the first days of daily news live, you and Girardi, for whatever reason, they would schedule the two of you together. Yeah, and, and, and so that's Kevin when Dick would. Hey, him. pal, it's okay. Don't worry. That's we when, got this one. That's when Dick would show up like in a sweatsuit, <laughs> wouldn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we you, we then, we, then we gave him a makeover one year. We gave him a oh, makeover. Yeah. <laughs> we brought it. We brought in a clothier. We brought in a, a like a, a salon, and they gave him a complete but, uh, uh, makeover. But you know what's but, funny, Mike? There's certain days I can still remember, like the shows. I and I, I could count them off with you if we were having a beer somewhere, but. Um, my one regret was I didn't participate on the newlywed show because my wife was a little unsure. We would have won because I watched the show. I said, we would have got all this. And the other one was when that dog Uno was on that had won yeah. the, um, and Michael's looking at me, he's laughing because the dog came over to me and, and Michael's like, what are you doing? <laughs> I'm like, person. Uno wants to see me. It was, it was, but Michael, we had, the, the, the thing about that was most of the time we had a lot of fun. We really did. And there were some days oh, yeah. we didn't. I mean, you know, yep. there's some days where you don't, but it was usually a lot of fun. Absolutely. I, I, almost 100% of the time, it was a lot of fun. And, and look, that's why you do what you do to me. That's yeah. why I, I got into uh, my line of work. And when you're talking about Philadelphia sports teams, they could be having the worst seasons uh, collectively that, that we've ever seen, but it's, we're still talking about Philadelphia sports. And there's there's nothing more special and more fun about that to me than, than there's nothing that I'd rather do. So 
Mike, do you um, think that came across when we were doing yeah. it? Do you think people sitting there watching said, hey, they're having fun? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Mike. And, and you know what part? Of, uh, I think a, a lot of it is that, um, you know, people say, I don't care if I'm liked. I want to be respected. I, hey, who doesn't want to be liked? And, sure. And so I, I, I do. So I, it was important to me that I got along with everybody who came on the show. And, and, yeah. uh, and I did. You know, I could say I could say that, I, that that I did, and so that builds a relationship, that builds a chemistry, um, that builds the, the ability to joke with someone else and and have some humor about things, and and like I said before, you've got to inform and or entertain. You got to do one or the other, or if not both, to the max. And so, I thought that you could not miss that show if you're a Philadelphia mm-hmm. sports fan. You couldn't miss that show on a daily basis if you wanted to be informed about the Philadelphia sports scene. Yeah. And and um, it was a special time. It was a special time. Michael Barkham from NBC Sports Philadelphia will be hosting Eagles pregame and postgame live this coming Which, Sunday. Which, by the way, can, can we say this, you and I? Could, Michael, yeah. that has become must-watch TV. Especially, well, I don't want this to sound the wrong way, when Eagles lose. Because I love <laughs> to hear you rant when they're coming off. And my second favorite part of the show is when you go to Ray D. Final <laughs> Yeah. Well, well, I mean, he's he's the maestro. He he's the football genius. And that guy, as you both know, has a mind like a steel oh. trap. And I I think it's he it, it's belies it, his um uh, his really mellow, calm, understated way. He has a mind that stuff goes in, never comes out. You know, never <laughs> escapes him. He's he's he he can reference any fact that he has ever learned and boom. And he doesn't stray he never stresses or strains for it. It's just like he, he just comes out with it, and um, he's he is absolutely amazing. But but the the um, you know the beginning of the show stuff that that kind of grew as as we we grew and the, um, the players be coming off the field and if they won that was all great but if they lost and if there was a lot of stupid mistakes look I, I knew what we were all feeling and and um, I always say look I want the Philadelphia teams to win every single game. But the difference between me, in my opinion, me and a homer is that if they don't play well and they don't win, I like to think that I'll say it. Um, but I don't think there's anything wrong. I used to get in these uh, discussions with Rich Hoffman, and he used to say, I, I really don't care who wins. I'm, I, I would think, you really don't care who wins? Like, I, I, I mean, I never got that uh, being a journalist. You, 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 you really don't care? I mean, I, I thought we, we live in Philadelphia – and we're covering the Philadelphia teams, and we know that the town is is way happier when they win than when they lose. Like, why wouldn't you want them just to win? And, and he's like, because I root for guys, I root for performances. I okay, I get that, but I still rather have them win. But if they don't win, and if they play like garbage, and if they make mistakes, then you got to call attention to it. I'll, I'll so, use the old Jack McCaffrey line: I root for Marriott points. So if a team go. keeps going, you get more Marriott points and you get, get more vacation. Marriott points. Um, all right. So if I take you to December 2nd and, you know, it's the day after they've lost to Miami. Are you thinking you're working this weekend? Hell no. Are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> now I told you they would. I, I, I'll, I'll go. I'll go one step further. My wife and my son is on college break. They're leaving for vacation on Sunday morning. They're going to miss the game. They're going to watch it uh, from vacation. And I'm, I hastily made, made flight arrangements because I'm going to join them on Monday. Uh, but if they win, and I think they will win, 
But if they win, I, there we there we go. I just gave away the end. But but it, uh, if if they win, and then they they have to play on Saturday, which is the likelihood because probably New Orleans will beat Minnesota. I'm rooting for Minnesota in this one because that'll make the Eagles play on Sunday. Sunday. It'll give me an extra day. Um, but if not, I'll go down uh, and, and uh, uh, we're going to Cancun. Okay. So, so um, you know, I'll, it'll be a, a down and back. Nobody's fast, feeling sorry for your plight, Michael. <laughs> Trust know, me on this you. one. I hear you. But but so, but but the point is, when when Kev just asked me, did I think on December second after they lost to Miami that this would happen? Well, we made the plans then. <laughs> Go ahead, honey, let her rip. <laughs> so so. Um, I mean, but, even with how bad this division is. And, and it was. It was it's more an anti-Dallas feeling for me. Uh, yeah, I, they, I they, view it more as, you know, congratulations to them for what, you know, rallying the troops and everything. But this almost feels like more of an an indictment on what Dallas was at the end, don't you think? Uh, I know some think that, but I also believe that um, as cliche as it sounds, that, that teams do come together at certain times in the season. Uh, I think that Carson Wentz got a hold of himself, and with, and by so doing, that enabled him to get a hold of his team. I think that the absence of Alshon Jeffrey and Nelson Aguilar has been addition by subtraction. Bingo. And, yep. And and that's important. Look, I mean, yep. the, the, we were just talking about Daily News Live and relationships and being liked, et cetera, et cetera. It's not just about running a route and being the best guy on the field. Sometimes that's important, but the way you are, the way you all interrelate as teammates, that can that can make a guy more or less confident, even someone who's who's as good as Carson Wentz is. And I think that Alshon Jeffrey and Nelson Aguilar has just let him be a little bit more natural and has allowed him at the same time to lead a little bit more because he's got these younger guys who are looking to him. They don't know what the heck's going on compared to what Aguilar and and, um, and uh, Alshon have been through. So I think that's helped Carson Wentz. And he if you look at his numbers, then you want to bring the statistics into it. He's the only Eagles quarterback ever to throw a touchdown pass in all 16 regular season games. Are you kidding me? And what, what his numbers have been like over this last four games have been insane. I think he threw one pick. It might've been a hail Mary during the Miami, Miami game. game. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, come on. So, so I, I think he's, he's a key, but it also, it's also important to note the fine line between success and failure in major league sports that you can have a guy and I don't, I shouldn't say failure. I mean, by making it and, and maybe being on hold for a while, when you look at Greg Ward jr, when you look at Boston, Scott, these guys can be a real important ingredients to any team, including the Eagles. And, um, but when you, when you put Alshon Jeffrey next to Greg Ward, when you put Nelson Aguilar next to Greg Ward, and I know Greg Ward's been a fan favorite for several years coming out of training camp, um, and it's been knocked down to the practice squad, I don't think anybody would say, okay, who do you want, Greg Ward or Nelson Aguilar? Right. Plus, you're, you're paying Aguilar. Uh, um, so, but the fact is, it's a fine line. Well, no reason I, would, I, would make the argument, I would make the argument Greg Ward over Mac Collins should have been the argument all along. And I get I get that Matt Collins was a draft pick, and so there's always that collateral in it too. But you know that's where some of the arguments should come in about the way they saw personnel coming into that year. Go ahead, Mike. Michael, when you yeah. guys are sitting around watching the game, and I know there's not a lot of time between the game ends, and when how much like prep or like when you go into the show, 
and it starts. Mm-hmm. Do you know what they're going to say? Have you talked about that? Or is a lot of it off the cuff? Like, yeah, okay, we're going to go to Seth. Seth's going to give us yeah. his opinion, then we're going to go to Barrett, and then usually you go to Ray last for the for the voice of reason. But how does that all work? Or do you guys sit there, like, in the third quarter and say, well, I think I'm going to say this after the game, or I think I'm going to... No. No, it's all it's all spontaneous. Okay. And you, we, we know somewhat what the, what each of us will say just based on our reactions as we watch the game and, and we're sitting there and we're saying they shouldn't have made that play or they shouldn't have called that play or this guy's got to make that play and failed to do it. You kind of get a feeling as to what everybody thinks uh, about the way they played. And if they win, you know, a lot uh, winning is the best deodorant as we know. And so a lot of stuff that, that look, the Super Bowl, the Patriots, Brady threw for 500-plus yards, and, and the Patriots got 600 yards of offense. If they lose that game, I mean, you can make an argument that Jim Schwartz is gone. I mean, what team is given 600 yards of offense they yeah. gave up to the Patriots? If they lose, we're, that's all we're talking about, 600 yards, but they win. That's the way it goes. Yeah, so they gave up 600 yards, but they also got more points. So, so you know, that's that's how things shift. That things things that are that are uh, uh, re- really to be talked about positively, that disappears if they lose, and things that you're going to hammer them on, uh, that disappears if they win. Because let's face it, no one wants to talk about that. No one wants to hear about it. They want to hear about if they lose, they want to get they want us to hammer them. If they win, they want us to talk about they're going to the Super Bowl. <laughs> so, well, they are, aren't they? <laughs> Well, no. you know what? No, no, no don't, don't going, start. No. Listen, I don't think they're going. I don't think they're going to the Super Bowl. But I think you, you've got a bunch of things at play. One, this defense is really good, and I talked about Jim Schwartz. I got to give credit where credit is due. They're averaging over the last four seasons at the link. They're averaging 16 points per game given up. It actually went up for this season alone to 17 points per game at the link, but that's still pretty darn good. And and Carson Wentz is playing like 2017 again. He's playing in his first playoffs. He's you could you could just hear it in his voice. He's just so he's so jacked about this opportunity. And Doug Peterson, who is someone that I've been pretty hard on, I really I really have. Uh, he he has taken hold of this team. I think he he call, he's been calling the right play in the right situation, and it wouldn't certainly wouldn't surprise me if they beat Seattle. And and uh, and after that, it depends on San Francisco is an unknown. That would be tough if they had to go to San Francisco. If somehow Minnesota beats the Saints and they end up the Eagles having to go to Green Bay, they already beat Green Bay at Green Bay. So I'm not saying it's the same thing in the same environment and atmosphere, but. Um, there's no what did our friend Phil Jasner say what, what you've done once you can do again and um or maybe he was quoting Charles who said that <laughs> but 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 what but it's true I mean they beat Green Bay at Green Bay this season so the most important thing that. the most important yeah. thing to me out of this year Mike is you know look until Wentz hoist a Lombardi trophy he's going to be compared to Nick Foles or gets to a Super Bowl yep. maybe right yeah but yeah the he's not he hasn't made a playoff that is now yep. out of the arsenal, and you don't have to hear that. And really, he's already kind of won a playoff game. Although that Dallas played, game a couple weeks ago. If he plays badly this week, and I'm not saying he's going to, but if he were to have a bad game, people might, you know how people are. They'll yeah, say, okay, know. you got there and you stunk. You know. Yeah. But then yeah. you'll dissect that, Michael, after the game. <laughs> uh, we sure will. We sure will. Look, if he plays badly, we'll say he plays badly. But there's a difference between saying 
he played badly and he's got no future left. Right. Uh, there's a big difference. And I, and I know there were those who felt that he was underperforming and I was one of them. I mean, you, when you look at some of those games and Doug Peterson said himself, I forget after which win. He said, let's face it, in crunch time, we throw it all on the quarterback. And that's where it belongs, mm -hmm. on the quarterback. And we used to argue about Donovan McNabb, whether or not he ever lead the team back from a deficit and, go, and, and a go-ahead or a game-winning touchdown, which uh, you can count on one hand, really, the number of times that he did that. And, and he would say that he did lead the team uh, come from behind against Arizona in the NFC Championship game. And then the Cardinals came back and scored the game-winning touchdown. But but it, he forgets that he had the ball again <laughs> right. with, with uh, a minute plus left. You got That's what great quarterbacks do. They lead their teams to victory when it's all against them. And um, and Carson Wentz has been doing that certainly over the last four games. I love the way he's played. And when you look at his numbers, really look at his numbers. They they've been stellar. They they've really been great this whole season. He's not an MVP candidate. Certainly uh, the the kid in uh, Lamar Jackson is it in Baltimore. I mean, that guy's probably going to run away with it. But Carson Wentz has played all said and done, and it's a 16-game regular season. Carson Wentz has played well. so Especially yeah. when you think about what he doesn't have. Yeah. I mean, you like, know, they're, they're like, playing like with minor leaguers. Running backs. Yeah. 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 Yep. Mike, Absolutely. Ba Michael, back on post on, on post game, whose button is easier to push, Seth or Ricky Batalco? I would say, oh, oh, Ricky. Yeah. Ricky's way easier. Yeah. Ricky's, are you kidding me? Ricky's way easier to push. Ricky just just put a Kapler press conference on. Yeah. If I look at Ricky wrong, don't make me come over there. You know? <laughs> <laughs> the thing, the difference with Seth is Seth won't say that. He'll just be over there. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, because, look, I used to watch you guys with, with Philly's post game, you know, the last couple of years not being at, the ballpark every day or whatever. And, and I would see the look Ricky would give after a Kapler press conference. And I, I know he was trying to bite his lips sometimes, but there were times he just couldn't do it. And that's why I'm in, I'm interested in that, you know? Yeah. Oh, oh, oh with, with Ricky, you know, what I love about Rick, same with Seth, but they call it like they see it. They, yeah. they call it based upon what their experiences were as players and being in a clubhouse or a locker room and and um, if if someone underperforms, then then they say that. And um, certainly, we all have personal preferences and tastes, and they make their way into. The, and, and when you do live television without a script, that's what happens. Personality comes out, and preferences come out. And if you dislike a manager or you dislike a player over the course of a season, that's going to come out. And and so Ricky had issues with a lot of what Gabe Kapler did. And I think we all did. I mean, that, yeah. and that started right away when he lifts Aaron Nola in, in night Atlanta. one. Yeah. Yeah. Night one. So, so, you know, um, and, and Seth, I'm mean, Seth's a brilliant guy too. Seth's unbelievable. Yeah. And, um, he, uh, but, and Seth's the contrarian. So he, he won't just, he won't just, yeah, I, I agree with everybody else here. He will say no to something that everybody else has agreed on, and then he'll make his point for it. And you're like, okay, I didn't think of that. Um, hey, Mike, do me a favor, though. Tell yo, Barrett no more victory dances. When he did that it. victory dance last year, I was like, come on. Now, if Ray would, now if Ray would have done the victory dance, that would have been a good thing. I'm working on that. I'm working I, I, on that. I, I, 
if they win a second Super Bowl. Oh, then you can do a victory dance. Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Especially if it's in Miami. That yeah. would be awesome. Actually, the four of you are going to get up and do like um, a La margarita or something. You're, yeah. you're just going to yeah. get the margarita. Yeah, the margarita. <laughs> Did you just say a margarita? I can see you guys doing that if the Eagles as much. With a margarita. Yeah. If they get to the Super Bowl, you should do that. Forget winning it if they get to it. <laughs> I, I, feel, love it. I feel bad for you guys who ended up at the Super Bowl. For the two Eagles Super Bowls, one in Jacksonville, which is not exactly a glamorous spot, and then it was cold. Mi- Minneapolis. The Minneapolis. Well, it was like Villanova. Everywhere they went, stunk. Stunk, yeah. It so, happens. Michael, Minneapolis. Okay. Minneapolis was actually awesome. Had they lost, really, been the worst. Yeah, <laughs> had, had they had they lost, Minneapolis would have been the worst thing ever. But they won, right? And and so so to do that amidst the snowflakes and the winter carnivals and the ten thousand lakes and the people of Minnesota that we had just vanquished uh, in the championship game, it was really it it was great. And and so. I will. I'll, I'll never think about all the BS that went along with it. And I walked from, I walked from the stadium to a re- the night before the game. I was meeting my family who was in. I was meeting Jason Avant. I was meeting the Gov. I was meeting some other friends at, at uh, one of the restaurants in downtown Minneapolis. You could not find a cab. You could not find an Uber. And I walked in howling winds. And the t- I swear the temperature had to be 18 <laughs> degrees. And, and and my my parka only came down to about mid thigh, and so I was just freezing. I didn't have any long underwear on. I was so cold. But even with that, it's just it was, it's just a, a wonderful memory. Had they lost, oh, it would have been completely different. And so, Michael, I got to ask you this, and I yeah, ask sir. you this with love, okay? But I turn you, you grew a beard, and it yeah. threw me for a little bit, because yeah, um, because you looked a little bit like Rathit, okay? And I say that in a good way because he was he's my favorite. Yeah. And now you're down to the goatee. So, so just yeah. give me the the evolution of that. Like what you, you know, because I I liked it when you were just you. But yeah. that's well, okay. Not him. Well, no, but you know what I'm saying. That's coming. Because that's he looked coming. young. No, but you to me, and don't I just think you looked younger the other way. I, yeah. But that's me. Yeah. No, no, no. I'm with you. I'm with you. Nicely put. Way to be. No, 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 uh, no offense taken. Believe me, not from you. Um. So, so. The uh, the deal was it was Movember Men's Prostate Health. Oh, month, okay. Health month. So I right. I thought if I, if I ever want to grow a beard, I'm, there's only one way I'm going to be able to do it, and that's during one during Movember. But two, the Eagles had a bye week, so I was going to be off the air for okay. basically two weeks. So so I didn't have to go through, or the viewers didn't have to go through the unsightliness <laughs> of just seeing all that scrub. You know, I and like so, scrub. I'm a scrub you know, guy. Don Johnson, baby. Don Johnson, that's right. So, so and you just so, like the look afterwards, or? Yeah, no, no. Then, then uh, my, between my wife, my family, and my mom, saying, "Shave that, shave it." <laughs> so, so, so I shaved the beard and I brought it down to a goatee, and I'm thinking, "All right, let's just see, let's see how this works for a while." And now, and the Eagles I haven't lost it. since, and that's why it's still there. <laughs> Had I, you, you guys both know, had I shaved it and the Eagles have lo- had lost and missed the playoffs, that I would have gotten so much flack. Not, not, not that it would have been all me, far from it. But see, here's what you should have done. You should have convinced Ray to do it with no, you. No, that's not happening. Because that would have been, I, I can picture Ray with, with no, the goatee. I can't. <laughs> I can't. That would have been cool. Yeah. Michael Barr came from NBC Sports Philadelphia, a good friend of Mr. Kern. Michael, and, you know I missed 
Daily News Live, brother. I miss seeing you, Mike. I miss you both, boys. Miss uh, you both. And, and enjoy you know that. Enjoy Cancun. enjoy Cancun. I hope it's a short trip to Cancun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Will do. All right. Will do. Thanks, Mike. Thanks you ta- for having take me. care, brother. Appreciate it. Talk yep. to you soon. All, All right. right. Michael Barcam from NBC Sports Philadelphia. Never forget Kevin. Because Michael had gone away. He had gone to Boston. Yeah. I believe. When he came back and we found out he was good, he was not the original choice, I don't think, to be the host. I'm thinking Hartman. Neil's name might have been in the conversation, but he was doing so much of the stuff with Leslie. Maybe, but there were some people that weren't happy because I think Michael's evolved. There was a point where Michael, you know, and I say this. I don't know how to put it. Right. I say I say this with much love. He turned out to be perfect. Yeah, actually, I say this with much love with to other people we know down there. You know, Marshall Harris. It was sure. Uh, uh, lots of people, lots of people, but when you did that show, mm-hmm. and you did it when somebody Barkham was there and when somebody else was mm-hmm. there, it had a totally different feel, and that's why I asked about how, how how calm it was. I used to actually like it when Amy did it, and Amy was I, I, I Amy had, was of the fill-ins. Amy was the best. Some people you could tell it was hard because it's hard to be Michael. It's not easy because some people try to be funny and they're if they naturally put, not funny. Whatever you think of Michael, whether you like him, don't like him, you're in the middle somewhere, whatever. If they put somebody else in that post-game show, it might be better, it might be worse, but it wouldn't be the same. It would be a different, you would have a different, even if it was Amy, because she's one of the few left, um, but whoever you would have put in there, and I think of all the people I, I was on the show with, right. I, I used to love... Who who was the guy um, that did the overnight thing? Um, he was on Channel Ten for a while. Um, oh God, uh, Bruce Cassell. No, 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 no. Um, oh God, he was great. I oh, used Ron to, Burke. Ron Burke. I used to love Ron Burke. Mm-hmm. Ron Burke was so easy to work yeah. with. Ron's one of the nicer guys too. And, and I mean, he was great. But I mean, I was on there with everybody, probably over over the time. And and there were times there were times when you would get into it with Michael. Yeah, yeah, we get a little heated. Well, I remember him and Marcus the one oh, time right. going at it. And there was actually a time, you know, it's funny. I uh, I shouldn't say this because it's going to make me sound vain, but I've kept some of my old Philly sports talks because it was Philly sports talk when I came on Right later on. I still have a couple of them on DVR, and there were a couple times Johnny Smallwood and I would go at it. And, like, you would feel like, um, you know, did I take too much of the oxygen out by arguing, yelling, and all that? And Barkin would go, that's great television. And when you got that, oh, yeah. that's what it. Yeah, that, there's a fine line between great television and, and not being honest, like mm-hmm. not like doing it, faking it kind of. Sure. I never. But there was a time when John and I got into a big time with Michael after the Eagles had lost a Monday night game, like 42 to three. Right. And Michael was trying to say they had quit. And I said, Michael, they didn't quit. They, they, they got beat because they stunk or whatever. And we went at it for like 10 or 15 minutes. One time, Stan and I were on with um, Kurt Schilling, mm-hmm. and Stan said something to Kurt Schilling, and Michael's jaw dropped like 13 feet because it was, it, some, it was some stuff political that Schilling it, it, and, was oh my, and, spewing. And there were some times you'd be on the show, like the time I said with the dog. Uno the dog was the first Biggle to win. So, oh, God, this is like 10 years ago, 10 or 11 years ago. And Uno was on. All of a sudden, Uno came on and wanted to be with me, and Michael was like, like Michael couldn't get it at first, and then then he just start laughing, and the owner was great. Oh, yeah, like how, shed, how much shed you, all over did me. you like or dislike Quick Six? I, I was on with Richie the one um, time. Trying to remember Quick Quick Six had its moments. Yeah, you know there was times when it was 
you know, it all depended what the questions and what the answers were. Yeah. You know, sometimes you didn't come come up with a good answer. Yeah. Um, they catch me by surprise, and that was in, was Booney. That was Booney, Booney was probably the guy coming up with the and, questions. And 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 Dan Roach is Booney. If yeah. you, if Who now you, does Mike Missanelli's show? Produces Mike Missanelli's show. And, and Booney is one of the best people. There's some good people down there. Man. They have some. I mean, really Robbie good Ellis people. was really good. Boone, um, Hartman uh, was good. Hartman, Goodell was great. Leslie's one of my uh, closest uh, friends in the business. Uh, Sean Kane, who is who is um, yep. Amy's Amy. husband. Amy. Um, some really D- good Danny, people. I'm, I'm going to forget I'm, some people. Marshall Marshall Harris was really cool. What about Andy? Um, Andy Schwartz was Andy there. Schwartz was John he, Finger. Yeah, he ran their online. John Finger ran their online for a long Shifty. time. Brian Schiff. Brian Schiff. Um, I mean, hell, Colleen. Uh, Colleen, oh, Colleen was great. Uh, what was the girl? No, I know who you're talking about. Uh, who's on, Colleen Wolf, who's on Colleen, NFL Network now. The girl who was was um, the producer and Rachel McKelly, Rachel, who was Rachel, the producer, uh, the the one, the booking producer. Yeah, they always, you know. Um, um, and right. then the show started to change, and 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 that's well, above was, their pay grades. Yeah. And and but sh- you know what? And to be honest, in this, I think. There was something to be said of that show maybe doesn't work as well now because of the attention span people have and people want. Well, it's not the Daily News anymore either. And I, I think we were, we had a personality. We, right. we we could carry it off. And like Eddie, I go back to what Eddie Barkowitz said. We we had a longer run than MASH. Yeah. And when you think about that. I think you've mentioned I, that. I remember when it was going to end, kind of. And I, I looked at Eddie and I was like, yeah, yeah, come on. And he's like, Mike, you know, it's been like 12 years or whatever. It was probably more than 12. Right. Um, and then when you think about it, in those terms, you're like, okay, you know, the Daily News ain't going to be there at some point, probably sooner than later. Yeah. So it would have been around for what, hundred years or what, yep. however long it's been around. Your, your paper, I mean, is is it's a shell of itself, it uh, as are most of the, the papers anymore. Yeah. All right, let's get into the weekend uh, here. Before we, get, and we'll close with the Sixers. Uh, but all right, we should get the Sixers out of the way. Uh, well, uh, we're kind of go half ahead. on the Eagles, go, so. Go uh, let's start, and we'll do this in chronological order. Let me get the music up. I know Michael's favorite part of this segment is the bed music. And here we go. All right. We'll start with the 440 Saturday game. By the way, this is going to be the why Houston is two, Texans. Why is there two NFC games on Sunday? That's the way they just laid it out. Yeah, but I always thought it was one and one I, It one. used to always be one and one But forever... And until the end of time, it'll be the Houston Texans at 440 on a Saturday afternoon. Okay. This year, it'll be the uh, the Buffalo Bills they will play in the first wild card game. Right. Buffalo comes in as the wild card number one. And Houston, obviously, the four seed coming in at 10 and 6 as champions of the AFC South. Uh, Buffalo Michael, hasn't won a playoff game, I think, in forever. I think, you, I think it's 19, going back to the 1995, days. I think, may be they the last win. time. I thought it was the last year they made the playoffs for the no. Super Bowl. No, 90. 95, I okay, think. Well, they whatever. It's, right. It's, um, Buffalo's only beaten one team this year that's had a winning record. I, I like them. I like what they do. They play good defense. Their quarterback um, the manages, manages a game. But I, I, I think here, since the line is almost a pick them, right? It's like it's one to three, half. actually. It went Okay, it's going up. So people are right. starting to bet Houston. J.J. Watt is going to play. And I don't know how much that's going to mean, but whatever. Will Fuller will not, it sounds like. I My take on it is I think it's going to be, I just give the advantage to Houston, partially because they're home, obviously, partially because of their quarterback. Um, but I think Buffalo is, you know, I, I don't think it's probably going to be a close game. 
you know, somewhere in that three to seven kind of range. Mm-hmm. Um, probably not a real pretty game. No. I'm thinking. No. What's the over-under on that game? 43 and a half. Um, yeah, I might lean towards the under in that game, but um, I, I don't I don't have a strong feeling in that game either because I'm probably rooting for Buffalo because I like the coach. I, I think I would take the Bills and grab the three, and if you get a hook, three and a half, or two and a half. Um, no, you want to go to three, or and, three and, a half. and a half, rather. Um, here's the reason why. I, you know, Deshaun Watson, for as flashy as he can be, uh, against good defenses, turns the ball over. And Buffalo's defense is pretty good. Yep. And I don't, you know, say what you will about Josh Allen. And I don't know if Josh Allen in a game like this, I, I would necessarily trust all that much. And I don't think Sean McDermott will trust him that much. I think it's going to be a run it the ball type of game. Manageable throws by the quarterbacks. I'll take Buffalo. I think, you know, Houston may win. But I, I, you know, I think that Buffalo makes it real close. Think about what you're saying. I think Houston will win, but they're going to keep it to two. See, I that that kind of philosophy to me, I just and like, you may be right. Like, let me but, put but it this if, way: if I think, the, let the me three, put it this the way: three points shouldn't make a difference in how. In, like, if it like, goes up to three and a half, I well, would, that's different. But right. that means, but if the line were seven, and you're saying, hey, I think Houston's going to win the game, but I think I get that. But to me, the three probably it, it could make a difference. I'm just, I just think Houston. Finds a way at home, but I'll be rooting for Buffalo because I, I like Sean and I. You know, Buffalo suffered for a long time, and why not? And if Houston wins, they are likely going. Well, I shouldn't say that because the next game is te- Titans and Patriots. And about six weeks ago, you would have said, "Well, one, the Patriots weren't going to play this weekend. They would be the probably the two seed at the very minimum in the AFC." Here's all you need to know about this game. Go ahead. Do you, do you either if if you believe the Patriots. Death is imminent. And by that, because I don't think they can win in Kansas City if that's where they were to go next. The or Baltimore. That, well, or yeah, ba- they or Baltimore. Go, well, they would go to Kansas City. Yeah. Um, and the fact that they lost to the Dolphins at home in a game they had to win to get the two seed. I don't think they were going to the Super Bowl even if they were the two seed. Because I think Kansas City could have went there and beaten them. But that's they're not the Patriots, but they're still the Patriots. Mm-hmm. So now everybody's going to jump all over the Titans. I, I, I Line is t- five. I think the Titans could win the game. But the, the Titans are the Titans. Vrabel understands all this because he's the coach of the Titans. Titans have been great. I think if, if New England's going to win this game, their defense is probably going to have to do it. Because I, I don't see them scoring more than, you know, 21. Well, and everybody's throwing dirt on the Patriots this week. Which is hard. Yeah, I know. And... But the death is imminent. The death they're is... They're not going to the Super Bowl. They're not going to the Super Bowl. No. But everybody... Look, like, slow your roll here on Ryan Tannehill, who has spent a life... But he's been great football, this, he's been great but the second half. But he spent half. his football life going to New England and getting his rear end kicked. Yeah, but not and with I, this kind of team. He went with the Dolphins, Kevin. It's, it's you know, you're going with a 4-12 Dolphins team. Yeah, you're going to get your ass kicked. I'm just saying, this team, the Titans, over the second half of the year, have been almost as good as anybody. They And since Tannehill went in for Mariota, I'm not saying they're going to win the game. I'm just saying is I think they're a pretty good football team. Um, they went to Houston last week and won. I don't know how much Houston cared or whatever because they were locked in. I, I just think, given the way the Patriots, I would never bet against the Patriots. I, that, but given the way they've been playing 
Would it shock you if the Titans walked off that field with a three-point win? All right. And I know you hate when I bring up situations like this. Do you see Tom Brady perhaps losing his final game at Foxborough? Yeah. No. I'm sorry. I don't believe that. He just lost his final game in the regular season at Foxborough to a four-win team. So, yes. Yes, I do believe the, the Patriots are at the end of whatever. Whether he comes back next year, where he doesn't come back next year, whatever happens, they're not the Patriots let, right let, now. Let me give an example of where I compared this game. Remember a couple of weeks ago, before the week before the Eagles game, everybody threw dirt on the Cowboys and then the, against the Rams. The Rams looked so great, and the Cowboys looked awful, and all this. What's it have to do with Tom Brady's last Hold game? Hold on. I think it's almost the same situation now. Everybody is just making the assumption that Tennessee is going to go in there. The lines dropped from seven to five. No, I didn't make that assumption. I, I didn't make that assumption at all. I said it wouldn't be shocking if if we're seeing there Saturday night and, and Tennessee wins 21-20. I'm not going to be shocked and say, oh, my God, like I was when the Dolphins won last week. That was shocking. I'll take New England. That's fine. But I'm just saying. I'll lay the five. That, I'll take New that England. New England, it's Tom Brady's last game here or whatever. I don't think that plays any role in it at all. Because, first of all, I don't think New England's looking at saying, well, Tom's leaving us. You know, I, I who knows what Tom's doing? I don't know what Tom's doing. Tom probably doesn't know what Tom's doing. So, yeah, if New England wins, it'll be because they're the better team that night, and they're New England, which could – but but it's just um, putting off the inevitable. They are not going to Kansas City and winning. No. There's no – in fact, I got Kansas City going to the Soupy because um, I think they're pretty good. I think they can go to... And I think their defense think, is good right I now. think they can go to Baltimore. They're the only team in the AFC, to me, that can go to Baltimore and win a game. Because you're probably going to have to score 30 points. Yeah. Okay, what do we got Sunday? All right, Sunday, we start with Vikings and Saints at the Superdome. Uh, New Orleans, a 7.5-point favorite. The over-under is 49.5. Vikings are a horrible... Road team. Play, and they're a horrible playoff team, for the most part. Not Although they've beaten the Saints that game two years ago, that wacko yeah, game. Yeah, on the Miracle. That oh, was at home, right? That was at, yeah. That was at Minnesota. Um, it, it's hard not to like the Saints. I mean, now the seven, you know, I, I would tease this game if I was going to play teasers and just get the Saints down to where they got to win because I don't, and this this is probably New, New Orleans' last home game, I'm guessing. I like New Orleans to go to the Super Bowl, but they're going to have to win two road games, which is going to be difficult. Probably two road. No, they, they will have to win two road. Well, well no, no, Eagle, San Francisco could lose. Unless the Eagles or, or somebody beat San Francisco. Beat San Francisco. Right. But they're probably, but I, I don't, I, and I know we get in all this Kirk Cousins stuff. Yeah, it is, it is. He's played well. But in the one game, the one real big game against Green Bay, right? Mm-hmm. They stunk. And they were at home that game. Yeah. Um, I just can't see the Saints lose. Now, if you want to argue the seven, may, maybe the, the Vikes getting seven is good because the running back's going to be back, right? Well, Dalvin Cook is back. But you don't know. But you don't know how healthy he is. And it's a shoulder. And, and I got to believe the Saints want to win this game, like, you know, look, the Saints have had to live with this for a year, two years. Well, had to live I'm, with that. With, but the Vikings game, yeah. But they've also lived with the aftermath of the NFC Championship game for a year, right? And if they had won that San Francisco game, they would have been the one seed. And and how often is a thirteen and three seed is playing? Uh, thirteen and three teams playing on Wild Card Weekend? Well, that's yeah. I mean, and, but it, here's the thing: if the Saints win, it sets up a rematch of the best game of the year. Oh, them and the Niners. Well, that was the. I think that was the best game of the year. The forty. Well, no, no, no. Well, that they wouldn't play the Niners. They would play Green Bay. Well, if Green, you're you're right. 
But it could at some point they could play. You're right. You're right. Yeah, my bad. I'm getting ahead of myself. Think about think about it. If See, I think New Orleans can go to Green Bay and win. Oh, I th- I would think they may even be the favorite. Mm, Green Bay. Be this a isn't the same. Green Bay be a slight favorite. They're, they're 13 win team. I'll tell you what. If you're an Eagle fan, by the way, I'll, I'll bet you your next paycheck, or I'll bet you a no. cheesesteak, that if if the Saints are at Green Bay, Green Bay is the favorite by by like a okay. point or two. By the way, if you're an Eagle fan, you should be rooting for the Vikings. Because you'd rather go to Green Bay. Oh, I, there's I I actually would put the Eagles. I would take the Eagles over to Green Bay. But once again, everybody's going to get into. Yeah, well, they they, lost, they beat Green Bay. What what happened in Week Four has no. In fact, if anything, I think it works against the Eagles because it's like I'm looking. How at tough it. is it to beat a really good team twice? twice? Which is what we're going to get to with the Eagles and Seahawks. I mean, the Seahawks right coming back here for a second time since they're zero and five Thanksgiving the weekend. They're zero uh, five against the Seahawks since. 1989. Yeah. Um, 11-5. Seahawks are 7-1 and one away from home. Almost won the division. Almost won the division. Came about, yay, about yeah. six inches away maybe at most. Um, and yet, They're banged up. Yeah. Eagles are banged up. Eagles are banged up. You don't know what Miles Sanders' status is. What's you don't the know Lane Johnson. Like Sunday? Uh, it's supposed to be 44 degrees. The rain will be over by then? The rain should be over okay. by then. So. Yeah. so everybody, if you're an Eagle fan, you're saying, okay, they got to come here and beat us again. It's not easy to do. And that's why the line is what the line is. You know, what is it, one and a half, two? Yeah. Okay. Um, and look, the, the only way to me, if Seattle's going to win this week, they're going to win because of their quarterback. Mm-hmm. Um. Because, look, the, there's obviously... They're not going to run the ball. The yeah. Seahawks won't run. But I, it could be another one. Of the, what was it? 17-9, but it was really 17-3, right? Yeah, the because the Eagles scored with 20 seconds right. left. I don't see this game I don't see into the Carson 20s. Wentz turning the ball over five times like he did no, the first true. time either. But it's hard to see this game getting into the... But the Eagles' defense, like Michael said, I mean, they held Seattle to 17 points with the five turnovers. Yeah. Um... So it, it it's hard. I, I just and that means the final will be thirty three thirty one because I'm saying this. But I, I see like a like a twenty one seventeen kind of game, one way or the other. Um I think it's gonna be because every Eagles game comes down to the final five minutes of the fourth quarter, right? We know that. Yeah. Um and this would be luck, if they win this week and Carson plays well and Carson's kind of the guy that takes them. It's great for his development. It's it's a great no matter what happens the week after that. Right. It is what it is. But that's a big step going forward with your franchise, I think. And it says a lot about your coach and the coaching staff. We should point out that it, Wilson's numbers against the Eagles the first time around were not good. great. No. 13 for 25, 200 yards, it one touchdown. Game. It was a bad game. Right. He had a 75 rating. Um, no, it was a bad game. And listen, this, look, Seattle never saw Boston. Mm-hmm. They never saw Ward. I don't know if Ward was playing that game. Maybe he did play that game. I'm trying to think. I think he came in after that. Right. Um, but again, I don't know what's like they're saying Selig might play. He's got a lacerated kidney for crying out loud. Like, really? Ertz, I mean. Ertz, I'm sorry. Ertz. Um, Lane Johnson, I mean, is Lane going to play? Uh, it sounds like Lane's going to play. Okay. The guard ain't playing, right? He's done. He's done next year. Um, I don't know. I, if you put a yeah, gun if, in my head. If Vitae. I'll be honest to see. It'll be interesting to see if they put Vitae or Pryor, assuming Johnson plays. They put Vitae or Pryor over. Marshawn Lynch is not going to to have a big game. I'm telling you right now. Marshawn Lynch probably don't get 50 yards. Yeah, he may not touch the ball that much either. But whoever's their running back. I don't see Seattle doing much on the ground, Um, which means the quarterback's going to have to beat them. 
And he can. He's capable of that. I, if you put a gun to my head, Mike, you got, I'm taking the Eagles. And maybe I'm nuts. Maybe it's my home. Maybe it's my city of Philadelphia coming out. I would say I would take Jack the McCaffrey Eagles. said he liked Seattle. He loves Seattle. Right. I also, I know I'm in the minority here. I also think Pete Carroll can be had in games like this. Um, you know, I saw kind of the way he handled the end of the San Fran game. He said two week. bad moments. He had the moment in the Super Bowl in last week. Uh, Pete Carroll's a pretty good coach. He, I'll tell you what, that team also was. Unpre- and he had the moment in the USC game. Yeah. He also, this. They were also unprepared last year going to Dallas, remember? Kevin, uh, I'm every just, time a team loses, okay? Yeah, they got, you can they sit got here and shut tell out last year. I, I understand that. But every time that happens to every team at some point in their lives, they go and they look like crap. So every coach has got, I mean, there was three or four times this year where we said Doug looked like crap. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, I'll take, right. I'll take um, Pete Carroll's record. Well, I mean, Doug's won a Super Bowl too, so I can't really. I think it's, look, I think it's an even game that's going to go to the fourth quarter, and well, in that case, probably come down to, to like, take against Russell Wilson. Well, but I'm still going to, t- I, I, because I, I, I think just, he, I like what Wentz has done. I think there's going to be certain momentum about playing at home, getting them for the second time after you lost to them. I don't know how Seattle's going to feel about traveling cross country well, after they could. What would they have been the third seed? They yeah. wouldn't have been a two seed. They would have been they? a three. Okay, so they still, but they would have been hosting a game this week. Yeah, they would have been hosting Minnesota. Yeah, uh, you know it's, and and to come within you know, a half a yard of. And by the way, um, we should point out that if if Seattle does win, it sets up most likely a rematch against San Francisco next week. I, I didn't think of that. Um, at San Francisco, yeah, both games were. Really good. I did, one, I did, one went to one went to overtime. The other was wouldn't that, wouldn't that be something? If Seattle won, went to Frisco and won. I mean, that would be, and they could. And, I mean, and then, San Francisco has never been in a playoff game. That would have to be the weirdest travel log ever. It would be Philadelphia to San Francisco, then likely to New Orleans or Green Bay. One or the other. Either one's a trip. A trip. Sorry. Um. All right. So you're taking Texans, right? I think I would take the Texans, yes. Taking the Patriots or the Titans? I would probably take the Titans and the points. Okay. You're taking the Vikings, or I'm sorry, the Saints. What's the line? Seven and a half. God. You know what? I'm going to do something totally stupid. I'm going to take the Vikings and the points. Okay, and you're going to take the Eagles and the Eagles. points. I'll take the Saints, Eagles. I'll take the Bills, and I'll take the Patriots. So, so we got three different. We have three different. Okay. I. I, you know, look, it, next weekend's always the best weekend, I, I always felt. Divisional weekend's uh, always. Probably. Yeah, because yeah, because usually all four teams have a shot, sort of. Like this week, you know a couple teams can't mm-hmm. get there. I'm uh, telling you, my, right now, before anything, I would take Kansas City to go to the Super Bowl. And if you, in the NFC, I re, I'm, I've been taking the Saints all year. So, like I said with the Eagles, I wasn't going to get off the Eagles pick, even though for a while there it didn't look good. I think the Saints are going to the Super Bowl. And I know it's been a long time since a non-one or two went to a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Um, I just have a funny feeling San Francisco ain't making it. Oh, I I wouldn't be surprised at that either. Uh, let's get two other things here. Uh, one, uh, Dallas finally did move on from Jason Garrett. Not official yet, but uh, Ed Werder is repeating it. So. Well, it's official. So how concerned are you about 
Is Jerry can Jerry Jones get this right? I guess is the. Best I, I don't question. think Jerry Jones is ever going to change until he gets too old that he can't change. He's seventy something. He can't be doing press conferences every week. You can't. No, you can't. But he's going to because he's Jerry Jones. It's like, and, and, no, I'm not going to say that because if I say that, it'd be it'd be asking like Donald Trump to change. And I don't mean that in a bad or good way. I'm just saying, no, but he doesn't. That's who he is. He's going to tweet. He's going, so you can say, Donald, don't tweet anymore. It ain't going to stop it. Whether you, whether you like the tweets or don't like the tweets or whatever. So anybody that goes to work for Jerry Jones, do you sit in that room? Let's say it's Urban Meyer, sake of argument. He sits in the room, they interview him. What does he say to to Jerry? Uh, Jerry, I don't really think you should have a, a, so is Jerry going to say, well, I'm going to do that. So Urban will see you later. Mm Mm-hmm. Now, I heard somebody bring an interesting name up today, Tony Dungy. I've actually heard another interesting I, name. This is what I, what, who? Nick Saban. <clears throat> it ain't going to be Nick Saban. Nick Saban ain't going to the Dallas. Trust me on this one. Urban might. But they need somebody who the minute he walks in that locker room commands respect. Because I don't think Garrett had their respect. No. That's just me. No. So, to me, an Urban Meyer would do that. Well, Nick to Saban me, would too. Yeah, but Nick ain't going. Listen right, to hold me. on, hold on. Here's another name. Ready? Josh yeah. McDaniel. That's totally different than Nick Saban. Wow. But I don't know if Josh McDaniel walks in that room and has everybody's attention. Who's Josh McDaniel to these guys? And most Patriot assistants don't do well when they go places. I'm just... But, but Urban Meyer, when you walk into the room... I'm not sure Matt Rule does because I think they look at it, he's the Baylor coach. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Oklahoma coach, maybe a little more cachet. Um, I don't even think him. I don't think him. But I'm just saying... Whoever walks in that room has to look at all those 50 guys and say, guys, it's me. It's me. This is the way we're doing it. Um, I think Nick's too old. I think if this were like five years ago, six years ago, maybe. And I think he wants to win, win another championship at Bama. Um, he wants another shot or two at Clemson. You don't think he'll ever try another thing? He's again? like 68 years old. What don't you get about this? He's at Alabama. He's got the best program or, or one, two best programs in the country. And he's going to leave for what? He makes $8 million a year at Bama. He might make more than Jerry Jones is going to give him. Okay. And you want to go back and do what he did at Cleveland for, or Miami for two years? I, 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 once again, I'll bet you the cheesesteak, because that's two bets I'll win. Nick Saban is not going to the Cowboys. I, I think he's going to interview Urban. He might interview Rule, Rule but I think Rule... If the Giants want him, I think that's where he's going. I do, too. Uh, what does Mike McCarthy do for you? I think he would be good in Cleveland. Okay, so we're thinking Cleveland or Carolina, like one, mm-hmm. of, one of those. Two. Okay, the Oklahoma coach, do you think he, he... I don't think he leaves. Okay. Well, one, one of his top recruits just decommitted. Yeah. Um, I think he has a much better chance of leaving than Nick Saban. Um, oh, I, I do, too, but... I don't see what the attraction of Urban is. Meyer? Because he's going down this route before. College coaches don't succeed in the NFL for the most part. I would say that Urban would be a logical fit in Cleveland because he's a Cleveland guy. Do you know what somebody said? Somebody, I I heard this a couple, somebody that works with him, like when he does, said Urban knows this much about the NFL. He's a college guy. So he he would be be perfect for Cleveland. No, no, no. no. Wow, for (laughs) Cleveland. I think the Cleveland job, if you, now that they're going to get a new job, if the owner lets you go, I'm not, and you get a guy who's in there, like I, like I'm you, not sold on the quarterback. But I'm not sold. But on how about if you put the Oklahoma coach up there? No, that would be interesting. That's what I'm saying. Or Mike McCarthy. But you're gonna have to. I, I think. But the, they have talent there. Some right. 
Oh, offensive yeah. line needs. I mean, you got rework. Offensive line is awful. I mean, but but they have Chubb. They got Chubb. Landry, two wide receivers. Yeah. I mean, it's not horrible, right? No, their defense is actually pretty good. You too. go to when the you put Miles Garrett back on the. You go to the Giants. What did the Giants have? Really? Well, you got Barkley and you got Daniel Jones. If you think Daniel Jones is a guy, I, I yeah. I mean, I'm just saying. I think the Ingram, still out. Ingram is pretty good too. Yeah, but there's. I think there's a lot more building to do there. Oh, than I there agree. Is. Um, uh, the dungeon, I would, but the, I think it tells you a lot that Rule has already ruled out Cleveland. Well, he wants the Giants. I, th- I think that's well, his. But he's willing to take listens to Carolina, and he doesn't even want to listen to the Browns. That's fine. Uh, he's probably not the only guy. I'm sure there's a, I, I, I don't know. Maybe nobody wants any parts of the Browns, for all the heck I know. But what I'm saying is, when I heard that Tony Dungy name, and I never thought of that. Tony Dungy's younger than Nick Saban. If my math, I, th- I think he's like in his early 60s. Tony Dungy in the Hall of Fame? I think he just got in. I think he got in last year. And I wasn't sure why, but okay. But I'm saying if Tony Dungy isn't in the Hall of Fame, and I should look that up. No, I think he is. I think he got in last year. I, I want to say that. Um, Tony Dungy might be a great choice if Jerry Jones could just leave him alone and let him do what he's going to do. Because I think the minute that Tony Dungy walks in that locker room, I think Dak Prescott's ears go up. 2016 Dungy yeah. went in the Hall of Fame. I think, you know, I think he's that kind of guy that people look to and respect. Yeah, and and I'll tell you what, if you're an Eagle fan, you might want to be a little paying attention to all this stuff. Yeah, because I mean, you know Ron Rivera is going to watch. I was just actually going to get to this. I don't think Ron Rivera is Vince Lombardi. Was NFC? He was coach of the year twice. He took a team to the Super Bowl. Okay, I don't know if Haskins is the guy. He's bringing in Del Rio as his DC. I don't know who the Giants are going to take. If it was Matt Rule, I think Matt's going to do well. I, I'm not you see, the the question I would have about for for Rivera is, can Dan Snyder keep it together? And See, I'm not so sure that Dan's been... He, he's a different kind of problem than Jerry. I think he stays out of the way. I think the guy that they had being the general manager was an idiot. Or sound. Um, but then he gets involved when he signs somebody. You know, they give somebody well, three trillion. That's the problem. Okay. But Jerry's a different kind of problem. Yeah, and I think Steven's starting to take over that a little bit more. Like, he had a talk yeah. about a draft in Johnny Manziel, right, yeah. a few years ago. Okay. So maybe... But Dallas is the team that scares me because, let's remember, nobody's repeated in this division since 2004. Right. So logic would tell you the Eagles aren't going to be division champs next year if that holds true. Maybe it doesn't. Dallas is a team that I think if they got the right guy, they could be an 11-win team. Meanwhile, uh, since we mentioned Daniel Snyder, I got to play this. You ready? Good afternoon. Um... First off, happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Today's the beginning of a great New Year. He wished everybody happy Thanksgiving yesterday. Oh, well, that's because we probably hadn't talked to him since before then. I don't know. I don't <laughs> care about him. It's, at, at the Ravon Rivera introductory press conference. and eh, whatever. Yeah. Um, so anyway, I mean, that's, you know, but uh, the division is going to, now look, the division might stay the same. The Giants might not be that good. Washington might not. I'm not saying it's going to change overnight. I'm not no. saying it's going to be next year. But, it, it, you know, for the last 20 years, for the most part, largely during the Andy era, the division hasn't been that good. No. You know, people still remember the 1990s and the 80s when, you know, they're winning the Super Gibbs Bowl every year. Parcells oh, and I mean, Buddy. Yeah, I mean, and, and Jimmy Johnson. I mean, you had yeah. legends coaching. You had three Hall of Fame coaches. Yeah. And Buddy. And Buddy. Um, 
So I don't know. I'm just saying. Is and, and whoever the sap was that was coaching Arizona. I can point. never remember a, a division that had three new coaches in one year in football. Yeah, That's a lot. It is. Let's talk Sixers. Well, before we talk Are Sixers. Are we done with the Eagles? We are done with the Eagles. Before we talk Sixers, uh, David Stern. We should mention David Stern. Uh, passing. Let, all time. I, I mean, he's, he's on. P. Roselle made the NFL. Or, he, or he, was, he was there when the NFL got made. Kennesaw Mountain Landis for baseball. I don't see. I don't see him in the same way, but that's okay. It was so long ago. Yeah. Um. I think he was an idiot who just, you know, suspended a bunch of guys and probably some guys unfairly. But that's okay. He had to clean up the game. No, but I think it's Stern, and I, I don't think hockey has it. I mean, I won't put Bet. Well, Batman's the only technical commissioner, but yeah, Batman's done a good job. But it's just that hockey doesn't count as much. Baseball's been kind of weird because you know Seal League was kind of weird and. Manfred is. I don't know what game. to make of Manfred, but he hasn't been in long enough. Stern took the NBA from being on tape delay, mm-hmm. the finals, yep, to a global brand mm-hmm. where everybody's making scads of money. And you know, he had the Dream Team. I don't know if that was his went, concept. Yeah, or not. went to China. I mean, they, and yeah. he had Jordan, and he had he had Bird and Magic. So yeah. he, you know, he had, but and and no, David Stern, yes, um. Truly great, him and Roselle, to me. When I think of commissioners, they're the two that would pop to my mind. Yeah. All right, let's get to the Sixers. Go ahead. I, I, no. I, well, Josh Richardson. I, I have ca- said my piece on this team. And- well, no, but, but I'm saying Josh Richardson came out after they lost, I think, at Miami. I'm not sure, one of these games. Indiana. Okay, and said there, there's basically a lack of leadership. And sometimes you read something like that, especially from a guy who's on the team. I think he's exactly right. I think... Oh, and then Embiid's comment yesterday, which was... What did Embiid say? Embiid's comment yesterday was, you know, if you're going to take... If you have an open shot, take a shot. Okay. Which is clearly directed at one person. But beyond that, beyond... I'm talking about their two best players are like 24, 25 years old, however old they are. Yep. And they're both somewhat immature in the sense that Ben's stubborn... You know, Ben's going to play this way, and nobody's going to tell him that. And, and, and Joel is Joel, and that's fine. But at some point, you have to have leadership, whether it comes from Tobias, Horford. Yeah, what, what was Al Horford brought in here for? All if I know he's is, not cleaning this crap up. So I'm listening to Anthony, and I, I, I respect Anthony Gargano's opinion. I'm listening to him the other day, and he says, well, you know, that game in Orlando, you knew that was going to happen. Whoa, 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 wait a minute. And it does. It happens a lot in the NBA because you got these guys playing. Yeah, I said four that the games other day. In, four games in seven days and back. Okay, fine. But you're telling me then that after that game on Christmas, mm-hmm. if you have leadership, mm-hmm. the, and I'm not saying that means you would have beat Orlando. Mm-hmm. I'm saying the, the leadership has to get together and say, guys, okay, that was a great win. But, but let's go. Now we got these games. We have to go show these guys. And, and to me, that's never going to come, or at least now, from Joe. Or Ben. May it come in the future? These people who are waiting for Ben to become a shooter, people, just forget it. It ain't ever happening. So you got to get past that. D-Lineham had a great line the other day. When Ben passes the ball, he never looks to get it back. I never thought of it like that before. And her point was, you You can't do that. You can't do that. But he's three years into the league now. It's not like he's, and he's an all-star. It's not, and he's a great defender. I mean, he's one of the best defenders in the league, apparently. But when they get in half-court offense against certain teams, and again, I just, and, and I don't know if this falls on Brett, 
if it falls on the players, I don't know. But I think this team ultimately, if it comes up short this year, which, you know, uh, if I had to put a, you know my money on it right now, I'd probably say they're not going to win a championship. But um, the leadership, and Brett will be gone probably, and you'll get some somebody else in here. But whatever Brett is saying to, like, I'm just going to use Ben as an example. Because other things come up, like why doesn't Joel post lower? You know, he gets the ball too far from the basket. Post. But with Ben, if I'm Ben's coach, and I'm telling Ben, Ben, you need to shoot. And I'm sure his teammates are saying, Ben, you need to shoot. Yeah. And he doesn't shoot. Yeah. What does that tell you? Here is the MB comment. So, and see what we can do better individually. Uh, you know, we got to help each other. Uh, uh, even if it means, you know, being outside of your comfort zone, as far as, you know, uh, uh, for the greater, for, to help the team uh, win. Uh, meaning that, you know, if you, if you got a space and shoot it, you got to do it. Um, I, and we need everybody to buy in, into that, and we'll be fine. So you're telling me in all the basketball Ben Simmons has played in his By life. By the way, thanks to NBC Sports Philadelphia. There you go, Comcast. Yeah. So if you're telling me all the basketball Ben Simmons has played in his life, there was never a point in Ben's life where he shot the ball in the context of an offense. I find that hard to believe. When he was 8 years old, 10 years old, 12 years old, 15 years old, at LSU, I'm sure. And here's, here's another thing, Kevin. Let's say you're in a game. Let's say you're playing... Mm-hmm. Not that I want to, to, to come to this. Let's say you're beating the Nets by 15. Right. You're in the third quarter. And you're Ben. Why don't you say, hey, we're up by 15. If I miss a couple shots, it really isn't going to like... And it gets everybody off my back. But he shouldn't do it for that reason. I understand. But if you're up 15, take a 12-footer. Take a whatever. Why? Mike, I think the problem here... I think this team has two alpha dogs. You just came to this conclusion. And the two alpha dogs, I think we're starting to see a little bit of the problem when you have the two alpha dogs. That, you know, when everybody talks about it, you have to have stars to win. And I get it and, and all that. But when both alpha dogs have flaws in their game, okay, and Bede, and Bede's flaw is his health. I mean, it's not controllable as much. but And Simmons, it's... Not wanting to look bad. And I think that's a lot of what this came down to. I heard John Johnson mention it on 94 WIP last night when I was um, when I was in the car. Well, um, that's why he doesn't go that's why he doesn't want to go to foul line. Yeah. I know that. He doesn't want to look bad. And if that's the case get better at the foul line. Then that's a problem. You think? And I really believe what you're seeing now is kind of not you almost wonder if it's correctable that these two guys maybe it's not going to work the way they have because they it's almost like the players they have around them are built for the other skill set you know what i mean like you have guys who look like they'll play well with simmons but not Embiid, and vice versa well no you have to have players look it may not it may never change and we may be having this conversation four or five years from now, but they're still one of the best six or seven teams in the league. So, you know, you can dissect it any way you want. The answer is not to trade Ben Simmons for Mike Conley. 
which is what some people will tell you. They'll say, I gotta get, no, if you trade How about ben for CJ McCullough, no, you trade Ben Simmons for Luke, for Donnie. You trade a superstar for a superstar. You don't trade a superstar or a, a, a or Damian Lillard. No, no, I got your attention on but, that one. But, but Damian Lillard, I, I'm, if I took a look at it, he's probably a lot older. Um, I don't know. Here's the thing. Ben Simmons does a lot of things. Re- he he's not the trans trans um, what's it generational player that we but transcend. How many six ten players do what he does, and he defends, Dream, which is Damian Willard's twenty nine. Okay, so you're giving up five years. I don't know if I do that, but I don't think the answer is you trade Ben Simmons I, I, because he'll go to another team and he'll and he'll be a walking triple double or whatever he's going to be. Um. My biggest problem with the Sixers is if you're going to have a team, so they tell me they're going to play bully ball. Well, eh, fine. You got if you have Ben Simmons, you have to have shooters on your team, and they don't have shooters. No, that's because Ben's going to find the shooters. He's going to throw the ball to the shooters. They're going to make shots. That's what they did. Yep. Um. So they've changed. So I, I don't know where where the the change, and I think a lot of it was they knew they couldn't bring Jimmy back. Yeah. Because either Jimmy didn't want to come back or they didn't want him back. And then they got rid of um, JJ. So all of a sudden, you've traded your two shooters. Yeah. And you replaced them with what? Well, Horf- they, they, Horford. JJ and- left as a free agent, but they didn't. No, get- no. But what did you replace them with? Nothing. Horford, Horford and, and um, Slop. Well, Richardson Richard- ain't Slop. But he, he's not a shooter, a pure right. shooter. Um, so that's where you're at. Um, so now. Here's going to be interesting. If they go out to trade deadline and then get a shooter back again, whether it's JJ or whatever, well, then they just told you that what they did in the offseason was, was kind wrong. of was wrong. Um, it is a interesting time. I mean, look, would a lot of teams like to have the problems the Sixers have? Sure. Would they like to have him beating Simmons? Absolutely. But now that you have them, you know, what, what do, you do you do? do to make it work? Um. Hey, maybe it'll be in the finals. You know what? Maybe we'll be sitting here in Mar- in in June, and they'll figure it out, and they'll build for the playoffs, and you know we'll have to do a mea culpa. So, all right. Uh, by the way, any special food uh, food considerations for the Eagles on a Sunday? Four forty nah. game. I love four forty games. Eh, I I could, I like the earlier better, but um, nah, I, I don't even know what I'm doing yet. Um, I'm sure my, my friend, Eddie probably will invite me to South Philly, but I don't know if I can go to froggy car. Now. I, I would not go to froggy car this week. I felt so bad for them. Eddie, was, Eddie was mentioned. As, I, know, I know he was, I know I've talked, I've, I haven't talked to him. I've ta- Here's my only problem with this whole thing is it was two guys. Yeah, I know. And two, obviously idiot guys. Okay. Um, Some, and, and 700 guys get. You know, and I'm not saying that that's not what should happen. I will make the argument that nobody who's not a member of a club should be marching. But see, I, you know, I asked Eddie about that. I think Froggy Car has, and I'm, I'm trust me, I'm just like let's say 100 members, 125, right? Whatever, 700 guys march. I'm not even sure Eddie's a member, uh, like a member member. But I, I, I but, would but, say, but how do you stop that? Like how? Like simple, you don't give them badges to march. But couldn't me and you just go down there and kind of figure out our way if we had a costume? Because they have stragglers, stragglers that don't necessarily have the costume 
of the like I've got a costume at home that Eddie gave me one year where I could straggle. There, there is security to keep but, but when people you have, out who but, shouldn't be marching. I understand it, but when you have like 20,000, 30,000 people marching, the fact that two guys got through, it stuff like that happens. I'm not saying it's shoot or shoot or whatever. It's New Year's Day. I, I get it. It's not like a presidential caravan coming through your city. Um, and then the two guys went on TV. And, which, I made, and, and made, made it, it worse, worse because the guy said something like, it's a crime to be white in, in this city anymore. I mean, come on, dude. Shut up. Like, go home. It, it's. I bet, I bet you he had a fun time going back to work yesterday. Well, you know what's going to happen eventually, but see, this, this, this is the parade. The it's paving the way for them to get rid of the parade as we know it, which I think would be a shame because, to the, look, I don't care if there's a Mummers parade, but Same to here. those people. I never got in, the Mummers. Neither do I to a degree, but to them it's important, and that's fine. That's fine. And I think what's going to happen at but some that, point in life is they're just going to go down 2nd Street. I don't think they're going to come up Broad Street. I think that, Well, they're now going down Broad Street. That, whatever, however they go. Right. I, I forget the way it works, but... They always, after it's over, they go to, two, they call it two street right. and they go down two street and that's even worse. Yeah. I mean, to, to the degree of celebration. Um, cause I was down there a couple of years. Um, it's just a shame. It's a shame. And then I get the people say, well, you know, people, no, no, no. If it offends one person, that's all matters. then you shouldn't, shouldn't do have it. it. Yep. And, and the easy thing for me to say would be you were doing gritty and everybody else had orange or white. Okay. Do orange or white. If you put a black face on that day, you knew exactly what you were doing. There, there's no like, well, it was the flyers, colors. I put, no, 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 no. If you look around and see 700 people and they all got orange or white and you're the only two with the black. And the rule is pretty defined and it's been defined for, for years. For like 40 years, 50 yeah. years. Yeah. It just, to me, it was something that didn't need. And then it takes away from the whole parade, which I'm sure the other 99% of the parade was probably fine. And everybody and look, had a great time. I mean, everybody loves the string bands. Yep. You know, the fancies are cool. I, the look, wenches do get out of control sometimes. Yeah, John, John Barron, who I know from Gwen and Mercy for a what, long time. Which is Harrogate? Yeah. I'm not sure John marched this year, though. Okay. I don't know. But, but I wrote a story on him like three years but, ago. But John, John has done that for years. Yes. And John is... Well, it's in your blood. It is. I mean, it's... You know, th- those people, Froggy, our buddy Froggy uh, Carfagno. Uh, That's who Froggy Car. Oh, oh, the other guy, the Dick Allen guy, Richie yeah, Allen guy. Yeah, Froggy Carfagno, who mm-hmm. used to be the groundskeeper at the vet for the Phillies and has been pushing Dick Allen for the Hall of Fame. Uh, Froggy is lives and breathes mummers. Eddie, uh, took Eddie me, Barkowitz. Eddie I mean, took me down the other day to the guys who were behind Craig Berube. Right, the little club where they have, yeah. which is right off, and um, because I'm trying to get them to come to our dinner. By the way, if anybody wants to come to Philadelphia Sports Writers Dinner, please do. It's January 20th at the Crown Plaza over in Cherry Hill. Craig Ruby's going to be there. Jay Wright's going to be there. Uh, you can go to the website PSWA. No, it's Philly Sports uh, Philly Sports Writers dot com. Yeah, I'll, I'll look up. We'll get it. Kevin's going to get it. Wait a minute, I got it. No, I I got it. Okay. Um, please come. It's a great night. It's like ninety dollars a ticket. Um, but anyway, I was down their place and they were painting their costume. They, they, they walk in the, uh, I want to say the fancies, right? One of those. I mean, that's their life. They, 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 they live and breathe this stuff. And sometimes it's hard for me to understand it because, you know, and, and is it mostly a South Philly thing? I guess John Byron's not a South Philly guy. I don't think. No. Um, but I mean, look, and it is a tradition. I mean, what's it been like a hundred and some years? Yeah. So, it, it, as I tell everybody, it's our version of the Mardi Gras. That's about the closest way I can describe it. Um, 
that may not be an accurate um, portrayal, but it's just a shame. When I saw that story, and then when I saw the froggy car part of it, and, and I know how Eddie takes it, and, you know. PhillySportsWriters.com. Tickets are $95 each. Table of 12. 95 or 90? 95. Okay, they raised it five bucks. Yeah. Um, table of 12 for 12, uh, 1,020. So you can get a whole table. Uh, JT Real Muto, Connor Barwin. That's right. I forgot about that. Yeah. Con- Jay Wright. Craig Verubi's accepting for team of the year of the St. Louis Blues. Man. Speedy Mars. It's a good day. Yeah, it's a good day. It's Angelo Cataldi. Oh, uh, that's right. Joe Girardi will be there. So That's uh, right. PhillySportsWriters.com. You can get your tickets. Uh, always a good Please evening. Please do. Uh, we'll be over there uh, that evening yeah. as well. So. Um, yeah, it's always a good night. But yeah, when I see things like that, and then it tarnishes, it tarnishes the city a little bit. It tarnishes everybody because then, you know, it becomes a racial thing. Yeah. And, and look, I understand. If if you're a person that was offended by that, and we, and you know what, we all should be offended by it. I mean, sure. it's not just a black person that should be offended by that. No, it, um, doesn't, it doesn't make the city look good. And there was no reason for it. No, it was, that's the point. Yeah. All um, right. I think when, when are we back? We're back uh, Monday, we'll, probably, right? I would think Monday. Yeah. We're, we're Monday talk or Tuesday. Birds. Talk birds. Um, Will we be talking another game? I think so. So uh, I'm. So you know what I'm a little worried about is a lot of people think so. I know. That line hasn't changed that much. No, I think it's a right line. I think it's basically a pick em game. That's what they're kind of telling you. I. I by so the if way, that game was in Seattle, Seattle would be favored by three and a half. By the way, you know, if my favorite thing is one more week, it would be of them going to bars, interviewing people, and... Oh, don't get me started the, with the that. Kid, the kids... Please, 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 yeah, that's, if you're a fan, that's fine. Are you okay with little kids doing the fight song? I'm okay with, just don't get on there telling me they're going to the Super Bowl because they beat the Giants. That's all I'm saying. Everybody gets carried away. Just say, hey, it was great. We're in the playoffs. We won the division. The stinking Cowboys are home. And leave it at that. You know? It's just. And then the one time they were right, you know, and they beat. Tom Brady, you know, which was great. Yeah. But then you, yeah. but the other 20 times they were wrong, you know, or 30 times. Or, look, the Eagles have done from where they were when they were five and seven, even though I thought, because I thought they were going to beat Dallas. Yeah. Or whatever, but to get where they're at with what they have is an accomplishment. It's not the accomplishment we thought it might be, but it's still pretty it's an good. accomplishment. And if they win this week, and if God forbid your quarterback plays well again, you know what? It's just, it's another really good step for him. All right. Maybe next week we'll talk, by the way, some college basketball at some point. We got plenty of time to talk college hoops. Villanova, I, I, Villanova start, uh, they beat Xavier, right? Xavier. Well, you know, all Jay Wright does is win. Yep. Jay Wright, by the way, said, and we'll see him at the um, Sports Night. I think he's going to come on the podcast. Yeah. He said he would. He would. Um, uh, we should point out also. Uh, they got a tough game, don't they? Yeah. Big game in the Ivy this weekend. Penn and Princeton at at the Palestra after the Iowa um, yeah on Penn Saturday State night yeah um, but they have a tournament now so I mean four teams get into the tournament it's not boy I'll tell you it's not what, what it would have been like like eight years ago when you know that game was huge I'll tell you what though the Ivy you look at it, Harvard and Yale and Penn there's some well it was last year wasn't it? it was a pretty good league yeah. last year as I recall yeah um but I I still have this sneaky suspicion that Villanova is going to wind up 
winning the Big East again. And I know Butler's pretty good. And I think they have some road trips coming up now. Yeah. They, they go somewhere. But, man, I just... Jay just... Seeing Hall's pretty good, too. Yeah, didn't they lose one of their guys? They did though? lose one of their guys. Um, but. Yeah, but... I, seeing Hall's right there. Oh, Marquette got beat pretty good by Creighton yeah. last night at Creighton. Um, Creighton top 25 now? I love the I love that coach. Love McDermott. I think he's a really good coach. But Villanova is going to be right in the mix of all that. And the bottom line is, probably goes through Villanova. Are they, they are they a second weekend team this year? Without knowing matchups or anything like that, so if, if I'm guessing they're going to be like a five seed, is that's, that sound about that's right? That's what Lenardi has. Okay, mind. so. They could be like a four, five, six, somewhere in there. And by the way, Temple with a nice win on the road uh, the other night. And they're at Tulsa. At Tulsa the night. They're a two-and-a-half-point favorite. Yeah. Um, hey, look, if they make but, the tournament this year, that that to me would be, and I'm sure that's their goal. And Joe, and Joe doesn't have them in the tournament now. But they're but, probably real close, right? Yeah, they weren't on the bubble, but that was the pre-Christmas one, I mean, so. It all depends. Look, Jay's history is he doesn't make it to the third round. If he makes it to the third round, he goes long, long ways. Um, yeah, I think they could be a Sweet 16 team. I mean, they're they're still young, but they have enough. They have a couple of older guys who kind of, you know, are leading the right. way. And by two and, it's, mo- and it's a year where there's not super teams up and down. Yeah, but you won't be playing a super team in the second round anyway. You'd be playing like a like a well a four or five a three team. or four. Yeah. yeah, you'd be playing, but you won't be playing one of the ones or the twos. Yeah. In all likelihood, I mean, I'm going to be interested to see where Nova is like at the end of February, early March. They could be a completely different team. They, I still think this is a two year deal with them. I still yeah. think because they're going to have everybody back supposedly right. unless somebody leaves. And I think next year they're going to start the season yeah. top ten. Um, and since since we mentioned three other city teams, watching LaSalle last night, I think the best thing I saw out of LaSalle, and look, Dayton's really good. Yeah. But Ashley was not taking that lane down. Like, Ashley was not like. Look, you know Ashley well enough. Yeah. I know Ashley well enough. Ashley's not. And, and look, John Giannini wasn't in the moral, moral no. victories either. I mean, it, it, you know. Ashley went there to win. It's going to be tough. Yeah. It is tough to win at LaSalle. So. I still self tell people them making the Sweet 16 that year is a miracle. W- might have been a bigger surprise in Villanova winning than certainly the first national title. Yeah. Second one was not surprising. Um, it's tough. Yeah, it is. But, but Ashley, you know, he knows what he's doing. I think the interesting thing is, I think he can recruit. I think Aaron now, you have Aaron in there. Another. You know, and now Billy is going to have to try to do it at St. Joe's. Yeah, and that's going to be tough. It's well, be, and especially because all three of them—not not that they're are kind of playing in the same sandbox. A Temple little bit. might be a little bit, I think, above that. Right. Um. But yeah, they're all kind of maybe going after some of the same guys. And then, of course, if Jay comes in and wants somebody, <laughs> then they all go home. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> who's who's the big guy? Like, who is? Is there like a recruiter too? Like, the, I, I'm not. Lynn, that Greer, Lynn Greer's kid is not a senior yet, right? Uh, I believe he is. Actually. Oh, he's because I heard he was pretty, he transferred out. Oh, he transferred from Roman. Oh, he's not. Oh, I'm sorry. See, I, I thought he did. I thought I saw his name the other day. No, I think he's still there. Okay, he was supposed to transfer. Okay, out. I saw his name in that story when they beat Camden. Yeah. Um, I haven't. I honestly, I haven't paid as I can't much wait attention. To see the Wagner kid in three years. I yeah, mean, where, where the hell he's going to go? Yep. <laughs> All right, man. All right. Get our thanks to Michael Barkan for joining us. Yep. Our thanks to you 
for watch joining us as well. Live watch Sunday night. That's right. That'll be interesting television. <laughs> this has been Work of the Beat. Oh, you-